Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Today, we're having our annual episode on the gifts of giving, and these are initiatives started by everyday folks. We'll hear from a young man who donated his birthday presents to Ronald McDonald House so sick kids can have toys to play with. We'll hear about a house cleaning company that collects presents for seniors and a group that clears trails for firewood for those older populations that need a home. We'll also chat with my friend Jill, who collaborated with a local artist to create a sweatshirt that will feed nearly 3,000 of our most vulnerable population and a union that walked across our province to give to cancer care. Finally, we'll hear from the man in red himself, Santa Claus, as he tells us about his planning for Christmas Eve and how helping others may be the very best gift of all. But first, let's hear from the Mayor of St. John's, the Honorable Mayor Danny Breen, as he shares his message for the holidays with all of us. Let's check it out. Hi, Mayor Breen. Welcome to the show and happy holidays. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm fantastic. This is the second year that we've had you on to introduce our show on the acts of giving around the holidays, which is one of my favorite episodes throughout the year. So thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. Well, that's great. This year has been an interesting year for us. You know, we've had lots of challenges in our community, similar to the year before, dealing with the pandemic. You know, how are some ways that you've seen people come together in the city this year? I think one of the big ways we saw was in September when Hurricane Larry hit and we had uh, people that were uh, had a lot of trees down on the property and, and had issues. And, uh, you know, getting those trees down and getting them, you know, taken away was a big challenge. Um, and the city was busy doing the, the public spaces and getting the parks back opened uh, after that. Uh, but neighbor helped neighbor and people uh, went around and, and gave it their time and their ability to use a chainsaw and, and having a truck available to be able to, to take care of that. So it was another case of everybody looking out and helping each other and you know the the work of our of our first responders and of the the uh, people at Fortis and Newfoundland Hydro. Uh, I know I had a power outage here for a couple of days, and uh, there was a crew from the Northern Peninsula was down that they were they were helping out the local crews and uh, in in uh, getting everybody back online. So it's just what we do. We uh, we come together and help each other when we need it. That's right. It was such a quick turnaround. It was surprising how good it was. I live out in Logie Bay and we had a big tree down in the front yard and I had a lineup of people ready to take the wood for the cabin. So yeah. it, <laughs> it was perfect. You know, when we're looking at the stories for the people that are today, we've got everything from kids to big organizations that are contributing and helping. How important is it for individuals and these organizations to donate their time and resources to help their neighbors in the community? You know, that just goes show how big and small um, uh, actions are, are all so important in uh, in how we move forward and, you know, helping each other out uh, by the by the smallest of gestures um, uh, or the or the biggest ones. Uh, just as long as everybody is trying to help others in the community this is a particularly tough time when you when we're coming out of COVID. Uh, you know, we're having a lot of issues with uh, with the supply chain. We're having issues with uh, with inflation has become an, a major issue here in, in the city, particularly with respect to food and, and those things. So it becomes more important for everyone to uh, uh, to pull together. And uh, and as we uh, as as we get through this and one thing I always say about the city of St. John's is we're only as good as the partnerships we can make mm -hmm. and uh, we can't solve all the problems. No government can. 
but we have to work with our partners in the private and the community sector to make things happen. I agree. No, that's great. That's exactly right. And, you know, when you think about some of the people that I've highlighted, I've highlighted these stories today. A couple episodes ago, I talked about uh, things like Food First NL and the Association for New Canadians and Single Parent Association. They're all doing such amazing things. You know, what's your message for folks going into the holiday season as we start to really get close to the, the big day itself? Well, you know, we all we all need to uh, to take time to enjoy our family and, and, and get some rest. We've had a tough year. Uh, it's been it's been challenging for everybody. So some time to relax with your family, um, and you know, with some of the things happening with COVID right now, to be careful, uh, be uh, be uh, be very careful with uh, with what you're doing. We're not out of this yet, uh, but if we keep doing what we're doing and listening to the advice that we get, uh, we'll all come through this uh, together. And uh, just everyone have a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year, and enjoy your holiday in whatever way you celebrate it. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you too. Let's start our stories with my new friend, Rory Fury. Now, Rory is 11 years old, and for the last five years, he's been donating his birthday presents to kids that are sick at the Ronald McDonald House. He's made such an impact that he's been recognized as a young hero by their organization. Now, we met up to have a chat about why he does what he does, and why we should all hope to be as generous as this special young man. Hi, Rory, welcome to the show. Hi. It's great to see you here. Happy holidays, and it's also happy birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, how old are you turning this year? I'm turning 11. Wow, so you're getting older now. You're almost a teenager, but your birthday has a really, uh, it, it falls on a time really close to the holidays, right? So you probably got tons of gifts yeah. every year when you had a birthday and the holidays, didn't you? Yeah. So I I heard a story that you've actually given your presents from your birthday away to a charity. Can you tell me about what you do and when did it start and how'd you come up with the idea? Um, I started when I was in grade one and I got the idea because, well, my birthday is by Christmas. So I decided I'll be getting loads of toys. So I decided maybe I could give some of them away. So That's I decided the, to give some of them to the Ronald McDonald House. So tell me about the Ronald McDonald House. What's special about that place? It's about where a place where kids can call home when they're far away. Right. And their families are there too, right? Mm-hmm. So they end up having this sort of place to stay as a family. Maybe they're from somewhere else in Newfoundland. and They've got to go to the hospital here. And then allowing them to have some presents uh, is helpful. And they've got a thing there. It's really cool called the magic toy room. Can you tell me about that? It's basically like a big room full of toys. Really? And when do people get to go to the magic toy room? Usually on their birthdays or when they get to go home. Awesome. That's great. And you are donating your toys to fuel mm -hmm. the magic toy room full of really great presents. Yeah. That's amazing, buddy. I say it's still full from last time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's good. You always want me. What a special thing. On your birthday, you're away from home. You go in and you grab something. And that's something you've been able to generously give. Mm -hmm. Right on. So what happened? You were having a birthday party and you just said to your friends, hey, can you can you get a gift for other people? How'd you do that? Uh, basically, I. Hmm. So basically, I thought maybe. I don't need loads of presents. Mm -hmm. So like 
it won't be like all clambered up of toys in my room. Mm-hmm. So I decide like, um, maybe I could give some of these away. Mm. That's really nice. That's really nice. And so you have now been doing this for five years. Do you have any idea how many people you might have helped? A lot. A lot, right? So I mean, you got to think five years of presence. That's a ton of yeah. presence. And it's perfect time. It's just right around the holidays. I had a question. Yeah. I mean, it feels really good to get lots of presents. Of course, everybody loves getting presents. But how does it make you feel to actually give those presents away to other people? If it, it makes me really feel good. If somebody wants to donate a toy to Ronald McDonald House, mm-hmm. what do you tell the people coming to your party? Are there certain rules around what kind of toy has to be donated? Yeah. Okay, hit me. Uh, well, it's basically you got to try to find something new. Mm-hmm. Like you can't give them like something that's like already been used and kind of trashed. Mm-hmm. You got to get kind of something new. Right. What about gift cards? Can people give a gift card instead of a toy? Because usually there is some older kids there usually right. too. You can like get them like um, some cards like for Roblox and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Like iTunes cards, all that good stuff for all the people that are there. That's awesome. Now, Rory, you've done so much good for so many people that you have been added to the Young Hero Program. What is that? It's basically a um, program where it basically shows all the little kids there that you really helped out there. Right. Right. So for all the gifts you've been giving, you've actually been named to be a bit of a hero, hey? Yeah. That's amazing. What would you tell other young people that wanted to do something nice and were maybe afraid they wouldn't actually make a difference? Can you give them a little message? Um, one act of kindness can make a big difference. That's right. That's right. And that's the thing. Today, we're celebrating people from big companies and little companies and individuals, old and young, who all did really nice things. So, Rory, I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us. And... Um, Congratulations on everything you've accomplished and happy holidays to you, buddy. Thanks. Well, that was Rory Fury sharing his story of giving. When we come back, we'll talk with a wellness leader whose approach to taking care of our own health led to many of our most vulnerable to be taken care of this holiday season. We'll be right back with that story after the break. Welcome back. We're here with my friend, Jill Whalen, who's made it part of her community's mantra to give back. This year, in the spirit of making sure we take care of our own health, her and her friends raised enough money to feed over 3,000 meals at the gathering place. Let's learn how and why they felt this was so important around the holidays. Hi, Jill. Happy holidays and welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me back. Well, we couldn't not have you back. I found out recently that you have done a really important initiative. It's going to make a big difference in a lot of people's holidays. Can you tell me about what you guys do at Whaler Wellness uh, each quarter for raising funds for needy causes? Yeah, we have. So it's really, we're really, it means a lot to us to give back to our community. So we've created this program internally called Merch for a Cause. We've, our merch uh, our merch store has seen great success, but what's important with that is to use those superpowers for good. And every quarter we create 
an item, a merch item, and then we sell it with a portion of the profits going to a particular charity. We've done a few throughout the year, but this last one of 2021 has by far been our greatest success. Um, so what we've done, we commission a local artist to provide artwork around a theme that we talk about in the Whale and Wellness community, and then we create that clothing item, and then we sell that and give to a charity, and we've chosen the gathering place for our final one this year. That's excellent. That's excellent. So uh, you guys have also have a theme around each one of these, uh, you know, gifts that you give out or the charities that you raise. What was the theme for this uh, for this quarter? This one is about taking care of yourself, about self-care through the holidays. So the piece of art that we commissioned Kate Fudge, local artist, and the piece of art says you cannot pour from an empty cup. And it's a nice pair of like nanny mittens around mm -hmm. a cup of hot cocoa. That's right. Well, I saw this all over social media. And so you obviously get a lot of exposure around this. But how do you organize the event? How do you know what you should prepare for, you know, people to buy these sweatshirts or these these items? Well, that's where my team comes in. So our merch store manager, Chris, he's really, really good at the managing the logistics, which is why he's in the role that he's in. And uh, he knows kind of what to stock and how much to stock and kind of what our community will want. And our community has been really, really on board with us in these cause launches. So Chris ordered more sweaters for this one than we ever have before because we thought, okay, this is gonna be a big one. And we sold out all 184 sweaters within 30 minutes. Wow. And the demand was just so big that we decided to do something we've never done before and opened a pre-order. We sold an additional 360 sweaters. So with the proceeds from this, how did they go to the charity that you're helping out? Well, we take 50% and then we just make a transfer or bring down a check and we're actually going to go down and visit the gathering place on the 21st as a team and, and deliver the check. Okay, so for people that are listening, just to understand the absolute impact of an initiative like this that you can do with your organization and your community around you. You got an email from the gathering place. Can you tell me what they told you? I did. And Mike, like the gathering place is one of my favorite charities to give to. I've been doing it for a while, but I've never been able to do it to this caliber. And um They've told me in the past, every little bit counts, every bit that you can give. So I got an email the other day from Kim Grant, who's the Associate Executive Director of The Gathering Place, and she is one of my members. She's in my Whalen Wellness community. And she thanked us. She was so humbled that we were doing this um, cause launch for The Gathering Place. And she said that we will help provide 3,000 meals a week to the most vulnerable members of our community. That's excellent. And that's what this is all about this time of year, is take care of the people that might not have as much as us. So thank you for doing that. But now I'd be remiss if I interviewed you and I didn't get a little bit of health information for everybody listening. What advice do you have for people going through the holidays and starting off in the new year? It's that fundamental piece of resistance. Take care of you first. Christmas brings on a lot of warm and fuzzy feelings for a lot of people, but for some people, it's not so easy. So there are resources out there and just be sure to take care of you along the way. That's excellent. Well, it's great to see you and happy holidays. And thanks for coming on today. You too, Mike. Thank you. Next, we have a story that I absolutely love. Adam Hindi and his team of dedicated trailblazers are restoring the old railway system that runs from Holyrood all the way to Old Perlican. They're doing this to promote outdoor recreation, and in the process, they've had to clear a lot of timber. Instead of selling it to raise money for their own project, they decided to give it to those vulnerable seniors who may be on a fixed budget for heating their homes or have difficulty cutting the wood that they need to keep warm this winter. I don't mind being a bit corny over the holidays, so check out this heartwarmer of a story. Hey, Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. 
it's great. It's a great time of year. We're celebrating stories of giving this year, and you've had a really interesting project. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, our project uh, it actually started in 2020. Uh, this year has been a little bit busier than last year was, actually. So our, uh, our project uh, takes takes in the old abandoned railway system, uh, the branch line in CBN, which goes from Burgess Junction off the main trailway park, all the way to the very tip of uh, the CBN region in uh, Bay de Verde. And uh, so it's, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, we've had a lot of people come on board and, and, and make uh, a lot of the goals come true this year. That's great. So what do you what do you guys actually do? You guys are clearing the path, correct? To be able to create ways for motorways for uh, quads and, and different things like that? Yeah, it's uh, what we're doing. We're trying to create like a, uh, a recreational avenue uh, by utilizing this old system, um, which still sits there for the most part. Like we haven't really lost any, which is pretty, uh, pretty fortunate in our area. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, mostly we're, we're, we're developing it for multi-use. So like we see people using it now for horseback riding, uh, fat biking is a big thing that's picked up on the system. Mm-hmm. Uh we have a lot of uh, ATV tourism is a huge thing in the province, and uh, it's it's starting to pick up in our region on the Avalon. So uh, one of the things that we're, we're doing here is, is making it safe and inviting for people to come. Like I have people uh, as far as uh, Arizona right now that uh, that come and traveled the Trailway Park before and had no idea that there was extra. So they're, they're putting it in their itineraries to uh, utilize it uh, when they come back. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so, you know, there's a there's a few different goals to the project. One is to create the trailway system, but you've also got another uh, benefit to the whole project that helps out people in need, right? Yeah, we do. Uh, like uh, all of our cutting permits, uh, obviously, we need to remove a lot of timber because it's been decommissioned so long. Like one half of the system uh, stopped getting used in uh, 1986 and the other one in 1930. So obviously, we need to clear it, make it safe for uh, like, you know, vision and space to get equipment in there to do uh, rejuvenation projects. So uh, last year, well, this year in 2021, we have harvested 22 cord of wood, and uh, that's all been delivered to seniors, uh, single parents, people in need, and it's been a really uh, humbling experience. We could sell the stuff, but like I just feel, you know, why don't we give it back to the communities and uh, and make it like a, grow the the region in a positive way. That's excellent. And I mean, I'm sure that's a huge benefit for people. I know what it's like to try and go get wood and cut it yourself and all those things that can be a lot of work for folks. Do you have any idea of how many different people you've helped with that? Uh, I think we've had about 25 different individuals on our on our donation list. And uh, we, we've been able to, uh, you know, set them up uh, for the, the winter season and uh, you know, the reward is like, everyone's like, oh, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to reap all the benefits and you're going to reap all the rewards. But like the reward ultimately is just like showing up with people that have been, you know, struggling, some people struggling, some people just, you know, like they want to be able to uh, heat their homes, but mm-hmm. they can't afford it because, you know, the cost of living has gone up substantially. So we just give it back, uh, set them up and they're just very, uh, Happy to have it. Totally uh, surprised to have it because most of the people that we we deliver wood to are suggested from other people. So mm. like really a lot of idea that it's even coming, right? That's great. Nice little surprise. Now you can't be doing this project alone. Is there anybody else that's helping you and you want to thank? Uh, yeah, we have, well we have three directors. Uh, 
right now, Justin Fry in Spaniards Bay, he kind of oversees like that section up there. So he takes care of whatever needs to happen up there, planning jobs and whatnot. Uh, Brandon Tilly, he takes care of, say, the, the very end, closer to the Trailway Park, which is like the Brigus area, Cupid's, Silver, North, North River. And on the very end, there's actually a, a separate group that uh, that are formed in in uh, Beatty Bird Old Perlican, and they, those guys are just hammering away down there. So, uh, without you know, it's all volunteer based. Uh, there's no paid positions with us, so we're just a nonprofit organization. But uh, without volunteers, you're, you're, you'll never get this done, and uh, it's a long time coming. But uh, the response over the past couple of years has been huge. Uh, the, People that just come on, they want to help in one way or another. Uh, this, this sense of ownership is, is really taken off. Hmm. So, you know, for anybody listening that may be thinking of starting something new, you've been able to create a pretty large project that's going to make a huge impact for the health and recreation of lots of people, plus folks get their homes heated as a result. What advice or what message would you have for people that are listening about, that are thinking about doing some good next year? Uh, well, you know, you can, there's nothing more humbling than doing something with, uh, with no, uh, idea of getting anything in return. So like, it's, it's a good thing to do. Um, if anybody's interested in our project, like we have a Facebook page, it's CBN Trailway, um, and they can, you know, hit us up on Facebook, uh, send myself a message, uh, reach out and, uh, if anybody wants to help or has any ideas on how to help us progress this, like, feel free to, to, you know, we're always open for suggestions and we're always open for, uh, for help because it's just a good thing. You know, it boosts your community. It's a positive experience. We're changing the culture, uh, which is, which is definitely necessary in our region. And, uh, it's just growing something that's going to benefit our region for, for decades to come. That's amazing. Yes, I'm around that area all the time, and I can only imagine having a trail that goes all the way from basically the TCH up north to the old Perlican area. So that would be a fantastic asset to have for our outdoor adventure tourism and all sorts of great ways to stay active. So, Adam, thank you so much for you and your colleagues for everything you guys are doing, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, and thanks for having me, man. It's been cool. It's been fun, and uh, yeah. I always to kind of get the message out there too because it is a, it is important and, and it is positive for our region right on well happy holidays thanks buddy you too i love that story but we're not done when we come back we'll hear about santa for a senior program started by a local cleaning company called made to sparkle and how the local 579 carpenters union raised money by getting moving and that's gone to help people with cancer in our province oh and let's not forget about our chat with Santa to end the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. We're now going to chat with Kaylee Oakley, who's the owner of Made to Sparkle Cleaning Service here in St. John's. She started a program called Santa for a Senior that has made the holiday special for seniors who may be in need of a lift or in need of some essentials. She joined me to share about this initiative and the amazing impact it's having on the seniors in our community. Hey, Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hi, so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you've got a really interesting story that we need to share with all the listeners out there today. Tell me a bit about yourself and your business before we get into what you've done for seniors. All right. So my name is Kaylee Oakley, and I am the owner of Made to Sparkle. We've been in operation for four years. So I'm a cleaning business. I work mostly residential, but we do dabble in a little bit of commercial here and there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. I love your Instagram page. You got a great brand around your business. And you're also doing things that I think are really important for companies. And that is giving back. And, and you started a fundraiser called Santa to a Senior. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, sure. So four years ago, um, I started Santa to a Senior. Um, a lot of people think of Christmas. They think of children. Um, which is fantastic. I'm really glad for that, but I wanted to try something a little different. Seniors are people who sometimes get a little overlooked Christmas time. People don't realize there's so many seniors in our community that don't have a lot or they don't have any family. Uh, so that's kind of where I wanted to bring this from. That's great. I mean, it's a fantastic idea. And you actually are working with Seniors NL and, and how, how does the program really work? Yeah, so um, Seniors NL, basically every year, they team up with Coleman's and they do food hampers. So it's more uh, food-based things. Uh, so I thought a little treat to put extra in there would be some things that they kind of need and some things they want. So shampoo and conditioner and toothpaste, you know, kind of things that they need throughout the year that can sometimes be a little more than what they can handle on a budget. Um, and then throwing in some wants in there. So uh, puzzles and playing cards, seniors love playing cards, black blankets and teddy bears, just something, something a little extra that they can have under their tree for Christmas. Well, it's funny because you think back to your Christmas mornings as a kid, you can still remember them as an adult often, and exactly. it's, they're still special. And as a senior, you know, you still want something under your tree, which I think is fantastic. You know, with this program, do you have any idea how many people you've helped? And then also, do you have some feedback from some of the seniors that have been, you know, the beneficiaries of what you've been doing? Yeah. So basically, I'm not allowed to know the names of the seniors uh, for personal reasons, but Seniors NL has come out and told me that they've gotten some emails and texts from seniors in the community that were super excited. They're so used to getting the hamper which is just their essentials for food. So it's breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, so they were really excited to see something extra in this year. Uh, we actually had one senior that wrote in and said that she actually put it under the tree to have Christmas morning because otherwise she didn't have anything for Christmas, which was fantastic. That's exactly what I was looking for. We've helped, I think thus far, last year we did 27 hampers. This year we're doing 37. So. I'd say four years total, we probably helped over 300 seniors. Wow. That's a, pretty fantastic. That is amazing. That is amazing. And it's such an important time of year to feel, you know, like you want that little extra something, even if you're just trying to make ends meet, which can be really difficult for a lot of seniors. I know that's a challenge for folks. Now, if people are listening and they want to help out, how can they donate? So each year, to, uh, each year I'll post to my Instagram and my Facebook page. I'll usually start around mid-November. So I'll post uh, exactly what you can donate. So you don't, you're not kept guessing, uh, you know exactly what's needed. The page is made to sparkle. So on Facebook, it's made to sparkle, easy enough. And on Instagram, it's uh, made to sparkle NL. So people make the donations, they're getting involved. Then what do you do with all this stuff? So at the end, when everything comes in, um, we look over everything we have. So everything that has been donated um, and whatever is extra, we take the money that we have and we go out ourselves and do the shopping. So we'll, nobody is left out. So if we find we're four shampoo short, we're 30 deodorant short, we're going out and we're, we're purchasing that. 
Um, and then we come home, we take one full day, um, myself, my husband, and a couple of our friends, and we put the bags together ourselves. Uh, it's really fun. <laughs> and then the next day we send those off to Coleman's ourselves. So we hand deliver them. We hand put them together. Sometimes I'll throw in some Christmas cards, which is pretty great. It's super fun. And you give a list of all the things, but some of the key things that you, you really are, are, are looking for are things like toiletries and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's broken down in two categories. Uh, one side is the necessaries and then the other side is just some extras. So everything is broken down for you. Amazing. Well, I think that that'll be a great thing for people to be able to contribute. Like I said, children will get a lot of uh, help these days uh, when it comes to donations, but it's also really important to take care of those seniors in our communities as well. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for everything you're doing this holiday season. Thank you so much. Now let's switch from small enterprise to a large one and talk to Mike Williams, who's the president of the local 579 Carpenters Union. They use their collective energy to raise money for Daffodil Place here in St. John's, which provides a home away from home for those battling cancer. It's an amazing cause and one that I'm happy to say that they raise some of the money by being active and getting healthy, which also is extremely generous. Well, let's hear from Mike about what they were able to do and what challenge he has for other organizations like his. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Great. Fantastic, actually. Well, today we're talking about stories of giving, and your organization has given a tremendous amount to Daffodil Place this year. Can you tell me a bit about the organization you represent, and uh, then we'll chat about what you did. Yeah, so Mike... Uh... As you know, my name is Mike Williams. I'm the president of the uh, Carpenters Local 579 in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, we have a very close relationship with the Daffodil Place, as you know. Uh, our relationship started, I do believe, it was about 11 years ago. It was a great initiative at the time. And, and uh, over the years, we found that the uh, partnership has gotten better for us and our members, and it's gotten stronger. And uh, you know, some of the things that we do, usually our partnership consists of monetary donations mm -hmm. uh, to the Daffodil Place, which help the Daffodil Place out in regards to uh, people coming in from outside of the encatchment area, I guess, of St. John's when they're, when they're fighting, uh, for some people, probably the battle of their lives, which is cancer. So we're, we're proud of what we do here, and it's a tradition that we continue to keep going. And, and really, it's for what we were trying to find a way of doing something to help our members out. Just so everyone know, our membership is based from one end of this province to the other, from the south coast of Labrador right out to uh, Cape Spear, we have members. So we were looking to do something that could benefit all of our members in, in the event that they needed help in one way or the other. So what we've done was... We do a monetary donation every year to the Daffodil Place. And through that donation, uh, Al and his group at the Daffodil Place, uh, they look after our members in the event that we have a member that needs a little bit of assistance when they come to St. John's. Not everyone comes to St. John's has family members. And we hope our donation is never used by our members. Let's, to be honest, we don't want to see our members going through this fight. And at the end of the year, whatever is left over from our donation in the Daffodil Place can use that as they see fit for other people in the community or if they need uh, whatever they need to do with the Daffodil Place is their money to use. You know what? It's phenomenal uh, and it's worthwhile to us. So it's, it's, it's the main reason we continue to do what we do because, uh, like I said before, Al and his team at Daffodil Place 
they they go above and beyond for our members and for every member of the community that goes to Daffodil Place. I mean, we play a small role there, but we're very pleased to be a part of the Daffodil Place and the family that they've created there over the years. Yeah, and I would argue it's a huge role. I mean, you're taking care of your own people, but at the same time, a lot of those funds go towards other people that couldn't afford to stay there. So it's a very generous gift that you guys give each year. One thing that really stuck out to me was one of the ways you guys raised money was doing something that was physically active, which is right up my alley and I love. Tell me about how you guys did the walk across the province to help raise some funds. What we initiated there earlier this summer, our EST Romero, she wanted to do... uh, some kind of a fundraiser for each province. And, and of course, each province decided where to fund, uh, who they were going to donate to. And with us here, of course, we chose Daffodil. And, and what we done was we did the walk across Canada to raise money. So for every kilometer that was walked in each area, there was a dollar donated for every kilometer walk. And uh, I think we had like a 30-day window to walk across the country. Yeah. So we started that, and anyway, we got it done, and here in Newfoundland and Labrador, I think we raised, ex- I don't have the exact number, but it was like 10370 or $80 or something. So that was also uh, donated to the Daffodil House, and that was above and beyond our regular donation that we do every year. So we were we were quite pleased with that. The staff really stepped up, and uh, we, we, you know, we got it done, so it was great. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. And it's such a great way to engage people and then they get active and they're helping improve their health, which is great. Now, you yeah. said you were going to issue a challenge because, you know, unions and organizations like yours, you have a, a lot of members, a lot of people, a lot of influence, and you can do a lot of good just like you guys are doing. What's your message to organizations like yours out there? So my message to the other unions out there will be this. This, this type of uh, donation or commitment, it's, uh, it's a commitment to your members at the end of the day. It helps, it eases the stress of going through the, the struggle of fighting cancer. And I would challenge all unions out there, you know, you, it's probably a good idea for everyone to sit back, have a chat with your executives and look at doing something along these lines as, as to what we're doing here with the Daffodil Place. Uh, it's, it's a worthy cause, it helps. And uh, I would uh, challenge all the unions out there to step up to the plate with the Daffodil Place, you know, do a donation there structure it however you see fit but it is a worthy cause and you know if we help one member a year that's good for us that's great well thank you so much for that i i know uh i know that they appreciate that over there and so i'm really glad you could take the time to come on and chat with us about that today thanks for joining us and have yourself a happy holidays uh same to you mike i'd like to wish you a merry christmas and to any of your listeners out there i, I hope everyone has a great christmas uh, them and their families and uh, be safe I don't know about you, but these stories are helping me get in the holiday spirit. That's a good thing because I want to make sure I'm on my game for our next guest who'll be joining us after the break. Now, I've interviewed some big celebrities before, but no one ever this famous. I'll give you a hint. He has a white beard, he wears a red coat, and he flies in a magic sleigh. You won't want to miss this, so stick around for my interview with Santa right after the break. Welcome back. I can't believe he's made time to come back for a second year on the show, but I guess he has a soft spot for us here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Just this week, I spoke with the big man himself, Santa Claus. He has a message for you about the holidays, our planet, and the spirit of giving. But I'll let him tell you for himself. 
<laughs> How are you, Santa? Oh, you can even there we are. Look. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, good. Are you, you're doing some office work today before you hey, get ready look, for your big Teddy. trip? Look, Teddy, there's Mike. Look. <laughs> yep, we're doing office work today. We got the flight to the North Pole in the morning. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's good. How is planning been coming along this year? Wonderful. Is How are it? you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. We're doing a great show today about people that have been giving out of the kindness of their own heart and helping out people in need a lot like you do every single year. How did you end up becoming Santa Claus? Well, it goes back to my great great grandfather whose name was Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Nicholas was born in 342 AD. And actually, his parents died when he was only 12. He went on to become Nicholas, the Bishop of Myra, became St. Nicholas, and he was very famous for giving. So I can track my roots way back to Nicholas. Wow. And that's the thing. So the story of Nicholas was that he used to be a patron saint of children, was he not? And he took care of a lot of people in need, in particular kids. Yeah, what happened was that his, his, he was only 12 when his, when his parents died. And he was brought up in a monastery and he had a lot of money. His parents left a lot of money. So there are many, many stories. Yes, he's the, he's the patron saint of children. He's also the patron saint of seafarers. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's the patron saint of many things. But yes, he went, walked along one night. They came to a place where there were three young girls in a house. Their mother had passed away. They didn't have any money. And he put three gold coins in their stockings. And that's how all that started. Wow. Oh, that, that, that was my relative, Nicholas. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. And, and, and so things have changed now. So, you know, you end up traveling all the way around the world. You visit all the children and bring so much joy to people's lives. How does it make you feel to give to so many people? Well, uh, it, first of all, it is, it is wonderful, yes. But you have no idea how much Santa and Mrs. Claus get back. Mm. So when we visit yesterday, we were at a senior's home the day before we were with some pretty sick children and Santa appreciates every day. Santa gets back to the North Pole every day, more grateful than when he left. He very, we're, we're very grateful for everything that we see happening in the world. That's right. And I think that, you know, the people that are also doing things on the level they can, because not everybody has magic sleighs and the ability to go around the world in one night. But the people that we've been talking to today, do you consider these folks your helpers and and sort of providing love and joy to people around the world? Yes, I do. All of the elves that Santa works with, they all sort of share five common threads. First of all, all of the elves that I work with are grateful. Secondly, we all believe in St. Nicholas. When you read The Night Before Christmas and All Through the House, Santa Claus is not in the book. Mm -hmm. He was lively and quick. I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. Mm -hmm. The third characteristic of an elf is someone who is forgiving. It's a very important thing. We also ask that you remember the elderly and finally make memories for children, whether you go tobogganing or you roast marshmallows or... You ask any senior, what did they get under a tree? Many people can't remember what Santa brought, but they do remember the time they spent with their families. 
That's right. Well, we had traditions like uh, making gingerbread houses or having a traditional fondue every single year. And these are things that I always remembered growing up. And, and, you know, not everybody has the same amount of things as other people. And I think that that's probably really important that they focus on the experiences and the memories of Christmas. What do you think about that? Absolutely agree. That I, 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 as I said, I, I believe very strongly that it is going tobogganing, going sliding, going skating, just get out and have fun. Doesn't have to be expensive. And I challenge people to, to maybe they can remember one or two gifts they got at Christmas. It's the memories with your family that count. That's right. That's right. And now that being said, you guys have a full production. What is happening at the North Pole right now with three weeks or less left to Christmas? Well, first of all, we've got big safety issues. So Santa's got his vax pass. Mm-hmm. Santa's all done. The elves are all ready to go. Uh, the reindeer are all checked out. And the other thing we're using this year, we've got an extra storage space so we don't have to go as far. So when we get down in the sleigh, we go up to the space station now. Oh, really? And we're going to store the extra toys in the space station. Mm. I'd be curious to know which one of those companies you guys have collaborated with or if you went on your own. That's pretty exciting. There are going to be so many satellites up there soon. We'll be able to carry all the toys in the satellites. That that makes perfect sense to me. Now, another question is, how does the long-range forecast look? You must be encountering all sorts of weather around the world. Oh, we do. But now, uh, Santa's reindeer are very perceptive. Mm. And, And Comet, Comet, I call Comet my environmental reindeer. Okay. Uh, Comet looks down and she's worried about the North Pole and the South Pole. She's worried about the melting. Mm. So uh, all of the reindeer this year, the message to the to all, children and families all over the world, uh, we you know we've really got to work hard at this mm-hmm. and uh, do 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 your part to help Santa and the reindeer keep the world safe. Well, that's right. I mean, and I could talk to you all night long, but I think it's, you know, we've talked about a few things right now. We've talked about appreciating memories and and also looking out for our planet, which is important. What would be the big message you'd tell people listening tonight as we prep for Christmas Eve? Oh, the big message is simple. Give, Give someone you love a hug. Remember the elderly and just enjoy, appreciate. Don't, don't get all stressed out about if, uh, of, of shopping and rushing here and there go somewhere quietly with your family and just make memory go go look at the stars mm. roast marshmallows have some hot chocolate and sing some christmas carols it's fantastic We're looking at the stars we might see you fly overhead now i know santa claus you are so busy but i did want to say a huge thank you this is the second year in a row you've been able to visit us and give a message to all of our listeners so thank you so much for joining us today well now you tell little mike wall that he's on the good list oh thank goodness well that's great (laughs) you be safe and have a great journey on christmas eve merry christmas (laughs) wow what an episode I want to thank all my guests for joining me today. We all may celebrate in different ways, but let's finish up by revisiting a quote from my favorite Christmas movie, The Grinch. Welcome Christmas, bring your cheer. Cheer to all those far and near. Christmas day is in our grasp, so long as we have hands to clasp. So whatever way you spend the holidays or whatever you call it, 
I hope you spend it surrounded by those you love, warm, happy, healthy, and with a full belly. Those amazing volunteers we talked to today who chose to give rather than to receive have made that possible for so many of our most vulnerable with their generosity. I encourage you to do the same this holiday season or get some ideas for next year. Well, that's it for us in 2021. We'll see you back here next year for all new wellness conversations in 2022. Until then, we wish you a happy holidays from all of us here at The Wall Show on your VOCM.